Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, we had to escape from the storm, but the traveling radio show continues. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas Now, coming to you from a new venue. We should start keeping track how many places we have done this live radio show from. We are now here at the uh, United States Army Recruitment Center here uh, in Missoula. Just our neighbors at Missoula Broadcasting Company over here on North Reserve. So we'll be hanging out here for the next couple hours. If you want, you can come down, say what's up. Uh, the hook here, twofold. One, you can learn way more about the United States Army by coming down here. All the ways that enlisting might be able to benefit you. We also, though, have two pairs of tickets to the Kane Brown concert coming up here uh, in Missoula in a couple weekends. So if you want to come get entered for those, uh, please come on down, say what's up to us, and get entered. we got a ton of stuff to get to today. We're going to continue our conversation from yesterday. Is the uh, FCS... Is the Big Sky Conference the correct, proper, right division for both Montana and Montana State? I, I say no only because I think that there's so many different opportunities if the Cats and the Grizz were to move on and move up. We talked about it for a long time yesterday, but I, I want to continue the conversation because we heard a lot from all of you all about it. And uh, I also want Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford, who are both back in studio producing the show, uh, to chime in with us. So we'll do that. We also have some of our best of the best when it comes to high school track and field if you haven't noticed it's finally been nice the last couple weeks so we're finally getting good marks we've had a couple of the most prominent regular season meets play out two weeks ago here in missoula we had the top 10 meet for the best athletes on the western side of the state and then this last week in billings the midland roundtable top 10 um played out. So anytime you get some of the best athletes from around the state of Montana, the actor conglomeration is going to give you some of the best marks. We have our Treasure State's best like we do each and every week, giving you some of the best track and field marks from the week that was. Also, we talk a lot about high school athletes around here, but there is a, uh, to me at least, I think, an inordinate and also very impressive number of young people from here in the city of Missoula that are going on to chase collegiate dreams uh, from high school to college. So our Garden City Spotlight this week, we're going to feature some of those young people. I'm just going to give you the lay of the land. Who's going where from Missoula High Schools? Our Garden City Spotlight will be uh, featuring some of the best of the best that are going on to the higher ranks and have their careers continued. So uh, not high school specific, but certainly Missoula specific. 
by my count, I think we got 30 right now athletes here from the Garden City that are moving on uh, and will continue their athletic careers uh, elsewhere uh, at the collegiate level. Hour number two, we'll have some fun. Bunch of laughs. Uh, I don't even know what the hell the Met Gala is. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports came by to explain that to me. Also, Charles Barkley's licking his phone on live TV. Antonio Brown's trying to buy a Arena League team. I don't even know what's going on, but Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swings by for her uh, annual appearance, I guess her weekly appearance. If it was only once a year, that'd be sad. Uh, her, her weekly appearance. And then uh, we're also going to continue the fun game we've been playing over the last couple weeks. It's pretty simple. It's called Smart or Dumb. <laughs> the, uh, the NFL uh, is still several months away, but Sports Illustrated had a fun column a couple weeks ago. The premise is the writer made a bold statement about every NFL team with just a couple sentences justifying each bold statement. So here's the game. We read the statement and then I tell you if I think it's smart or dumb. I'm sitting here at the uh, Army Recruitment Office and uh, I got some Browns fans and some Steelers fans. They haven't killed each other yet, but uh, we have been talking a lot of football already. Uh, I will say the Browns fan among us, uh, Sergeant Newell, he uh, he knows he knows the status of the Browns. The bold statement in the Sports Illustrated was that the Browns were going to win 11 games. In our game, I said that that was dumb, only because it's the Browns. And I'm sorry, but Sergeant Newley nods and said he says yes. Uh, I agree. <laughs> we also got uh, Sergeant Kramer over here, who's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan too. So maybe we'll get these guys uh, in on the game. But if you are in or around the area, come on over here, hang out. We are uh, kicking it here until six o'clock. Uh, on behalf of the United States Army Recruitment Center here in Missoula. And if you want to come uh, en- enter to win Kane Brown tickets, you can do that either here uh, by coming and seeing us or by texting us, 406-888-1029. we got a pair, uh, two pairs of tickets, in fact, uh, so text us. We'll, uh, we'll decide on a couple winners tomorrow. So you have a little while to enter, but don't delay. Do it now, 406 888 one zero two nine, and uh, thanks to the United States Army for helping us take the show on the road again. I mean, we're only a couple blocks from, from our home shop, but it's still fun uh, being here. We were outside for about the first hour while we were hanging out, and uh, then the wind and the rain and everything came. So uh, we're sitting inside now, but still, come on over here, and these guys can uh, teach you all about all the ways the United States Army can benefit your life. There's a look at what we got in the show today. It is our Outlook. Thanks so much for joining us. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Uh, I am Coulter Duanas. You can always find this show live on the uh, ESPN MT app. You can also stream it live, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, that's your number. I already told you, but I'll tell you one more time 406 888 1029. That's triple eight one zero two nine. All guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. Uh, a continuation of our conversation from yesterday. So here's here's my basic premise. I think there's always pros and cons to, to any and everything, but particularly when it comes to decision making in large organizations that have to do with a lot of money, that is what college football has become, and it's what college sports has become. There's a huge question as to what is the future, both immediate and long-term, for both Montana and Montana State. Both Montana and Montana State are charter members of the Big Sky Conference. They were both uh, in the uh, original membership, founded in 1963, so that's now a full 60 years ago. But the league, over that amount of time, has gone through massive changes. You've seen the departure of schools like Nevada, You've seen the departure, uh, first the addition and then departure of schools like Boise State. You've seen the departure and then return of schools like Idaho. And uh, as the world turns in college football, there's this eternal question. Where does the FCS fit in to the wide world of Division I football? The Power Five continues to get stronger. There's a couple things that are going to occur on the horizon, though. They're going to negatively impact the FCS. Montana and Montana State make the vast majority of their revenue by selling tickets. So being popular, winning, and being a community event, that works well for both the Cats and the Grizz. 
most, if not all, of the rest of the teams in the Big Sky Conference, they have to find ways to make revenue in different ways. They don't sell 26,000 tickets like Montana does. They might only sell a fifth of that or a quarter of that. So the revenue stream is not necessarily their primary way of making money. Certain schools in the Big Sky Conference, like Northern Arizona, UC Davis, they make a, a ton of their athletic department revenue on student athletic fees from state subsidies and from institutional support. Most of the schools in the Big Sky Conference are about 80% subsidized. So that means 80% of their athletic department budget is coming from either the school, the state, the student body, or a combination of the three. The University of Montana and Montana State only receive about 25 to 40% subsidy, depending on the given year. Hardly any of the money comes from student athletic fees. A very small amount of money comes from state support. Almost all of the money comes from either selling tickets or private donations. It's an interesting business model because it's very hard to grow said business model. And so I always wonder, what is the future? The Grizz and the Cats are in a league in which it's inequitable for the way that they're producing revenue. So how is? Uh, imagine running a business in which you sell way more products than your competitors, but your competitors have way more cash flow than you because of the way that they generate money because of the way that the revenue streams work. So then we also are eternally wondering what's going to happen when the next domino falls. Many schools in the Big Sky Conference need to play money games. They need to play Power 5 opponents to get guaranteed payment. Okay, what happens when the college football playoff expands and then you are dinged if not not even allowed to play money games. There's a future that's a near future, I think, in which schools from the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the Big 12, not only will they not want to play FCS schools, they won't even be allowed to play FCS schools. So if you remove that $750,000 to $1 million payday from the budgets of schools like Eastern Washington and Portland State that need to play those money games, what does that do to their football future? That's a huge question mark. There's also then the eternal question of what does it mean to compete for a national championship? At the FCS level, we've seen many of the most premier programs. Like if you were to look at the FCS landscape 30 years ago and name all the premier programs, most of those programs are not in the FCS anymore. Georgia Southern, Appalachian State, uh, they, Sam Houston State, they have moved on and moved up. We've even seen newer programs like Coastal Carolina, like Old Dominion, that have gone to Division One. Uh, FCS, and then rapidly moved up to 1A. And so it's always in flux. So my premise is that I totally understand the thought among people that don't want the Cats or the Grizz to move up because they think it would take away from them winning a national championship. I understand that. But I also think that right now the current revenue model is, one, inequitable based on the other competitors you have directly within your league. I also think the revenue model is hard to sustain because it doesn't have very many new revenue streams within it. And I also think that there's a a possibility in which the FCS championship has been and will continue to be devalued. We're we're already to the point where it's the Big Sky Conference versus the Missouri Valley, and that's it. There's really only two conferences that have any chance to produce a national champion left in the FCS. The last thing I would say is, If you were to realign and join with other Western schools, you could have much more peer institutions that you were aligned with. Schools like Wyoming, Utah State. I'm talking Montana, Montana State right now. Wyoming, Utah State, Nevada. Schools like that, I think, are more peer institutions than Northern Colorado or uh, even UC Davis. UC Davis is a nice, beautiful, wonderful school. They have almost nothing in common with Montana or Montana State from an academic footprint from uh, you know a mission statement, any of that sort of stuff. So I just think that maybe the big skies become less of a good fit uh, than it once was. So that's sort of the basic premise of this. Uh, I've sort of laid out where I'm at. I think that the future for Montana, Montana State, resides in realigning and figuring out a way to play FBS football. I think that that's the way that they have to do it. You have to figure out a way to add TV money to your revenue stream. You have to figure out a way to be regionally relevant. I think the easiest way... Montana and Montana State to take advantage of all the new money coming
coming to Montana and specifically coming to Missoula and Bozeman is to have an elevated level of competition, uh, particularly in football, but also men's basketball, women's basketball. Uh, so I want to bring in the guys behind the glass, Andrew Houghton, Jeff Safford, whichever one wants to, to take the mic first. Uh, these guys are back at the shop at Missoula Broadcasting Company uh, producing the show. Uh, but I've sort of stated my case here, guys. I've given my opening statement, as it were, in the dissertation of uh, stay or go when it comes to the Big Sky Conference or uh, elsewhere for the Montana schools. What can you add? What are you wondering? What have I missed? What, what, what sort of things can we add to the conversation here? Well, Coulter, I think, first of all, it's important to be not only just, you know, regionally relevant, but this is the pathway to becoming at least a little bit nationally relevant. And that's the way that, you know, sports is going in this day and age. I mean, anybody in the country can go to ESPN.com and, and watch highlights from any team across the country. And just the the FCS falls underneath that. I mean, um, it's a lot more difficult to achieve that national recognition. I think, you know, the one thing that makes me uncertain about moving up is they've got to find the right situation, right? You can't move up just to move up. And I think with everything that's shifting right now, uh, there are certainly going to be opportunities. What's the right opportunity going to be? I think it, it certainly has to involve Montana and Montana State moving up together moving up at the same time and, and keeping that rivalry going without any interruption. Uh, but what other, you know, I think the, the, the perfect world where we end up with something like the Snowbelt Conference that you've talked about on this show where you get the Dakota schools and the Montana schools and maybe Idaho and Wyoming and everybody together, I think that's probably not going to come to fruition. So which opportunity do you pick and, and choose to get the best situation possible if you decide that that's a necessary move. Great feedback. Love that because I have uh, several different things to define there. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you don't see us in studio, of course, because we're not there, we are here coming to you live from the United States Army Recruitment Office. It's right next to us. Uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. We're out here on North Reserve, right behind Outback Steakhouse, right next to Sportsman's Warehouse. So if you want to come over, you certainly can. Uh, these guys are, are have the ability to tell you all about what it would mean for you, for your life, for your future, to join the United States Army. We also have, though, the opportunity for you to sign up for two pairs of tickets to Kane Brown, live at the Adams Center on May 19th. So come over here, or... Shoot us a text, 406-888-1029. You want to enter to win tickets to Kane Brown? Come on over, 406-888-1029. Three things from what Andrew just said. First of all, the Bobcats and the Grizzlies being tied hand-in-hand is not only essential to the future of of, uh, football in Montana, it's also going to be, I think, a requirement. Any and every move that you'd possibly have to make uh, from an athletic department standpoint or just from a university standpoint, it's going to have to go through the Montana Board of Regents. The Montana Board of Regents would not approve, for example, Montana State joining a different conference than Montana or vice versa. They are going to be tied together. The Board of Regents exists to make sure there's equity between the two university systems that are run through the state. So that's one thing. The Cats and the Grizz are, are going to be almost uh, obligated to be tied with one another forever. I also think that's another part of this that people miss. For those that aren't on the move-up train, those that don't want Montana, Montana State to move up to the FBS, the number one competition for both the Grizz and the Cats is with each other. So, you know, they can say all they want that they're competing for Big Sky Championships and National Championships, but the number one goal in every single athletic pursuit for both universities is to beat each other. So if you stay tied hand-in-hand, hand, that rivalry just increases. Imagine what it could add to the Cat-Grizz rivalry if the rivalry was, well, who's doing better after moving up? You'd still always play each other, but then there also would be this inherent arms race within the state. Who can get FBS ready earlier? Who can be ready to roll earlier on? So I think that's another part of this. When you ask me what I think of the perfect scenario, though, um, you know, the complete fracturing of college football – to then the point where 
all these teams out west have no home, so they have to align with each other to find a new home. That's that's uh, an apocalypse scenario, and I don't think that that's realistic. I don't think that's going to be what is happening. Uh, I think that um, th- there's some dominoes that need to fall. I want to hash that out a little bit, but I hear we have a phone call. Uh, I can't remember if we can take phone calls, but I think we can because the guys just text me. So if we can, Chad's on the line. Uh, if so, splice him through and let me know. Chad, what do you got? Colter, can you hear me? I can hear you. What's up, buddy? Walter, I just want to add one thing to the conversation, man. I was, I'm just sitting in the car, and I'm thinking, if, if the Mountain West were to ever expand, you know, to 16 teams where you had two 18, 18 conferences, and you had a scenario where you're playing for a conference championship in the Mountain West where NDSU's in there, South Dakota State, all of these all these peers, including all the teams currently in the Mountain West, give me that conference championship over a, an FBS champion or a, an FCS championship any day. That like that winning that would be, you know, the pinnacle. I mean, you're you're amongst the West, and it's all these teams that you live around. And if you go win that conference championship, I mean, there's your bragging rights, and that's that's worth playing for. So I'll hang up and hear your thoughts. Cheers. I think that's so apt. And we've, you know, a lot of times in a playoff system like exists in the FCS, you don't always get a chance to face the Goliath, the juggernaut. North Dakota State has won nine out of the last 11 national championships. Montana State has actually sort of circumstantially and um, by fate and chance had the opportunity to, as former Montana State head coach Jeff Choate used to say, to see the elephant. Montana State's had to go to Fargo uh, twice to play North Dakota State, uh, and then they've also had to play the Bison in the FCS National Championship game in 2021. Montana had to go see the Elephant for the first time live and in person last year when they played at the Fargo Dome in the second round of the uh, playoffs. But both of those take an element of chance and an element of seeding and all that sort of stuff. So I totally agree with you. If you're on more even ground, and I think that's the thing, too, here. Uh, Thanks for the call, Chad. We appreciate the feedback. That's the other thing, too, is not only is the revenue stream model in the Big Sky inequitable, and most of the teams in the Big Sky Conference are making money in a different and more beneficial fashion than Montana and Montana State, but you also have the Missouri Valley Football Conference, which is a completely different structure Completely different rules, completely different advantages. Montana just broke ground on their indoor frax facility. That's good progress. It's a $10 million facility. It will certainly benefit football and other sports at the University of Montana. Montana State has also broken ground on their indoor frax facility. That's going to be a $20-plus million facility. That's also going to have a massive benefit to football and otherwise at Montana State. North Dakota State already has two practice facilities. North Dakota State has close to $100 million of football-specific facilities already built. They also offer full cost of attendance. What does that mean? Well, everybody that's gone to college, you know that there's your your uh, tuition, your room and board, but then there's also the gap there. Anybody that remembers, either working full-time in college, part-time in college, you're paying your tuition, you're paying your room and board, but then there, you always need a little bit of extra money, right? Your gas money, your beer money, your eating out money, whatever. Every university has built in what they think is the full cost of attendance. So how much money do you need per semester to have you know a normal college life in Fargo, North Dakota? Well, North Dakota State and South Dakota State, they offer full cost of attendance. Montana and Montana State do not. That's another disadvantage for the Big Sky Conference. It's... It's going to be, this is one of the biggest arguments I could make for the Cats and the Grizz moving up would be that in this current model, I don't think you're ever going to catch North Dakota State. I I don't think you can. I think that the, the entrenched advantages from tradition to resources to all the winning that they've done to where they're located at to the NFL prestige and the pipeline that's coming out of Fargo to the funding that they have, all of it. I just think you cannot catch the Bison if you stay in this level. If you move up, it restarts the race. North Dakota State would have some intrinsic advantages, but a lot of those would be cut in half, if not completely erased, by being in peer, by being in a peer league. And as Chad said, 
the Mountain West, baby. See, here's the thing. The Cats, the Grizz, North Dakota State, South Dakota State are not just going to join the Mountain West. That's not just going to happen. But here's the dominoes that I think will fall. And I do think this is going to take quite some time to get there. is now, ESPN Radio, coming to you live from the United States Army Recruitment Center here uh, at the uh, in Missoula, right next to us at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Uh, come down here, sign up for tickets for Kane Brown. Uh, we have two pairs of tickets we'll be giving away to you uh, to go see Kane Brown at the Adams Center on May 19th. Here's the way I believe the dominoes are going to fall. And remember... We have defined as a sports-watching and sports-obsessed community that money is God. Money is the number one priority here. So, and I don't, I don't like that. I hate that that's been what college football has become, and I hate that it's reached the Big Sky Conference. But it is what it is. It's a lot bigger than me or you or anybody else. So we've already seen the reshuffling of conferences uh, at the, the top level, right? Texas, Oklahoma, they're joining the SEC. We also are about to see... USC and UCLA join the Big Ten. So then what happens then? Well, Oregon and Washington, are you are who you hang out with, but more importantly, you are who you share TV money with. University of Oregon and University of Washington are not going to be left to hang out to dry. They're not going to be sitting there as these last bastions of hope on the West Coast. They're going to figure out a way to get into either the Big 12 or the Big Ten. Once, basically, the top 40 spenders are Aligned, And by the top 40 spenders, I basically mean the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, plus Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA. Okay, so now the Pac-12 has eight. What do the rest of the Pac-12 do? Well, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State are all pretty similar. I think they're going to figure out a way to join up with the Big 12. So now the Pac-12 has four. So what is Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford going to do? Well, Cal and Stanford have such uh, high academic standards, they can't just align with everybody, or at least to this point, they haven't. Maybe they have to break those. Maybe they don't. But in this scenario, I think Stanford particularly, and maybe Stanford and Cal, I think they explore going independent, or I think they explore rallying with some other peer California schools in, in terms of conference alignment, I, I know UC Davis is a world away from Stanford in terms of funding right now, but UC Davis has one of the largest endowments of anybody in the entire United States of America. They have an unbelievably prestigious alumni base. UC Davis has a ton of money. They just haven't really ever wanted to spend it on football. But if you could tell them that spending money on football could help them compete with Cal and Stanford, I think they'd do it. So maybe Cal, Stanford, UC Davis, and some of the other uh, higher academic schools in California rally together. Okay, so now you have two Pac-12 schools left in this scenario. It's Washington State and Oregon State. What do those schools need to do then? And by the way, why do I think everybody's going to align into three conferences? Because guess what? There's three major TV networks. There's th- going to be three major TV deals. ABC, NBC, and um, CBS are all going to make a bid to have the national rights for the new Big Three conferences, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big 12. Multi-billions of dollars in in money. No one that has a top 50 revenue stream, no one that has a top 50 earning model is going to be left out to dry in that scenario. Everybody's going to want a piece of the pie. They're going to do whatever it takes to get a piece of the pie. Okay? So then who's left? Washington State and Oregon State are the ones that are sitting there And then all of a sudden now, you have this chance to realign. You have a chance to get what I would like to call the best of the West. Where does San Diego State fall in that domino? Do they team up with Oregon State and and Washington State? Does Washington State and Oregon State somehow try to chase getting into those big leagues? The reason I think they're the two that are left out to dry is because Corvallis and Pullman are tiny media markets. Washington State and Oregon State are probably the two Pac-12 schools with the weakest national brands. They certainly have strong regional brands but they have weak national brands so i just don't know if they would be invited if they are maybe this kills this entire uh scenario but let's say they aren't well then who realigns san diego state i don't know where they go maybe they do try to make the push to get into that big three conferences who knows but the intermountain teams that are left i think would have an opportunity then to align with each other utah state 
Nevada, Montana, Montana State, North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, uh, Colorado State. Boise State's the other one. Where's Boise State go? Do they have a big enough national brand to try to get into one of those big threes? I don't know. But there's a lot of dominoes to fall. I just think that you can't sit there and let the division you're in erode, and you also can't sit there and participate in a revenue revenue generation model that is inequitable comparatively to the teams that are currently your peers because of the conference that you resided. We'll keep talking about this. It's certainly a fun and and, uh, very in-depth conversation. So uh, I'll chime those guys up and get some more questions, some more feedback. But for now, we're going to take a break because we're going to talk some high school track and field. Our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor, is next. Keep it right here. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. If you're listening, you know, if you listen often, you know I go to a lot of concerts around uh, Missoula, around the state of Montana. The one I missed, though, well, we're coming back to a little Whiskey Myers for you here uh, on your Thursday. Hope you're having a great Thursday. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Don't even know what it's doing outside. We had to run away from the hurricane. But we are coming to you live from the United States Army Recruitment Center here uh, off North Reserve, our neighbors here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Speaking of concerts, we're giving you two pairs of tickets to the Kane Brown concert coming up May 19th. So um, if you want to win those tickets... The best way to do it is to come see us over here at the United States Army Recruitment Office. Or you can also text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And uh, keep those texts coming in. If you want to win a pair of tickets, we got two different pairs. Two, Kane Brown, live at the Adams Center on uh, May 19th. So uh, two weeks and a day. From right now. It's time now for our Treasure State's Best, featuring some of the best individual performances in the wide world of high school track and field. We do this every week and try to keep you updated on uh, all the best of the best. There's been a lot of great marks the last couple weeks because the Russ Pilcher Top 10 meet, featuring some of the top 10 athletes in each event in western Montana. That played out at Missoula Big Sky last week. And then this uh, last Tuesday, the Billings Roundtable Top 10 meet in Billings, featuring some of the best of the best all-classifications athletes in eastern Montana, also played out. So here's a couple of the storylines coming out of that. Um, first of all, how about Ashley Van Dyken out of uh, Manhattan Christian? The Van Dyken name, one that's uh, tried and true. There's been a, a bunch, a bunch of Van Dykens from there uh, at Manhattan Christian. But uh, the current one, she had herself a hell of a day at the Top 10 meet there in Billings. She won four different events. She ran 12.13 seconds in the 100-meter dash. That is the top 100-meter time all-class in Montana this year. And if she was to replicate that uh, at the state meet, that would threaten the all-class state record ran by Jaden Wolf last year. Jaden Wolf out of Billings West. She's now a star sprinter at Montana State. Uh, So if Van Dyken could keep that time uh, going, that would be really, really close to the all-class state record. So she's going to prove it just a little bit. She'll be in the mix for that. Van Dyken also won the 200 meters at the top 10 in 25.44 seconds. 
She won the 400 meters in 57.19 seconds, and she won the triple jump 36 feet, 9.5 inches as well. All of them season's best. All of them the top times in Class C, and Van Dyken looking like she's going to be a dominant force once again when the Class C meet rolls around this upcoming season. She won three individual championships in Class C last year, and uh, she might be in the hunt for as many as five because she also competes uh, in the long jump. That would be a, a quite a, a feat. I've only seen a couple young ladies that have ever made the podium in five different events, uh, so if she could do it. Uh, that would certainly be uh, really, really impressive. Uh, Jaden Van Dyken, one of the top athletes all class uh, in the state of Montana. I think I said Ashley once upon a time. I think that's one of her sisters or cousins or something. But Jaden Van Dyken of Manhattan Christian, uh, one of our Treasure State's best. Treasure State's best is presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor of Missoula. Paul's Pancake Parlor located there in Tremper's Shopping Center. Uh, The breakfast is what keeps you coming back for more, but they also have a, a great lunch menu as well. It's always busy in there, but don't panic. They have such a great staff. They turn their tables around really, really quick. So go check out Paul's Pancake Parlor there in Tremper Shopping Center, the proud presenter of the Treasure State Stars each week here on uh, Nuanas Now. A couple other of the top times worth noting from this last week. Bozeman Gallatin High School, only three years old, but they have a tremendous track and field program going right now. And they have a couple of the best in the state of Montana, including Nash Coley. Nash had a phenomenal meet uh, at the top 10 meet, including running the best 400-meter time in the state of Montana. He's one of only two guys to break 50 seconds in the 400. He ran 49.66 seconds to move to the very top uh, of the 400-meter uh, rankings uh, in the state of Montana. A couple other really impressive marks from the last couple weeks. Ryan Harrington of Great Falls, he ran 4 minutes, 17.83 seconds in the mile. Now, that's blazing fast and the top time in the state by more than 4 seconds. Merrick Mahelish continues to dominate in the hurdles race, both hurdles disciplines. He ran 14.5 seconds last week, uh, which is a couple tenths better than what his previous season's best time had been. He's also one of only two runners in the entire state, Nash Coley of Bozeman Gallatin being the other one, that has broken 40 seconds in the 300-meter uh, hurdles. Mahelish has run 38.59. Coley has run 38.66. So both of those times... Uh, very, very impressive. The relays are always fun to follow, and the relay records all class in um, Montana are, are so ridiculously fast. It's going to be really, really hard for anybody to break them. But the Kalispell Glacier Sprint Relay team in boys track uh, is very, very good. They ran 42.22 seconds at the top 10 meet, which is um, about six-tenths of a second off the all-class state record. Uh, so certainly they're in, they're in the range. They're in the realm for sure. So we'll see if they can uh, continue pushing that time forward. During a non-top 10 meet, uh, but a a regular season meet here in the last week or two, Aiden Nichols of Missoula Hellgate popped the best javelin throw in the state so far this year, 189 feet, 8 inches. Uh, So that's certainly an impressive mark. Another young man from down the Bitter Valley, Taylor Cyril of Hamilton. Uh, He's been leading the pole vault all year, but he just hit a new landmark. He's the first guy in the state to go over 15 feet, 15 feet even for Taylor Cyril of uh, Hamilton. So certainly uh, an impressive mark there. And the last boys mark to get to before we get to some girls marks, Grady Walker, Missoula Sentinel. Uh, he, he actually was at Loyola for a little while. Then he moved out of state, and now he's back. Uh, but he triple jumped 44 feet, 8 inches. So that is the top mark in the triple jump in all-class boys track and field right now. By more than seven inches, so impressive mark uh, for him. Some of the top girls' marks in the state. Olivia Lewis, one of just two young ladies to go under 58 seconds in the 400 meters. She ran 57.35 seconds. Claire Hutchinson of Stevensville, also right there, 57.82. So those are both very, very competitive times uh, in the, uh, the 400 meters. One of the, the most fun stories going right now is the emergence of Brianna Smith at Missoula Sentinel. She is a freshman there at Sentinel, never done track and field before. They talked her into coming out, and she has been unbelievable. She's got a top 10 time in the 400 meters already, and she has the best all-class time in all of high school track and field as a freshman. Two minutes and 17 seconds in the 800 meters, Uh, so very, very impressive. Uh, Speaking of Bozeman Gallatin, Claire Rutherford, who was the Gatorade Runner of the Year, in cross country this last fall, she continues to set the pace in the miles so far 
and she's also one of the top two-mile runners in the state. But she went low-low over the last couple weeks. Five minutes, six seconds in the mile. That is the top time in the 1,600 meters by more than 11 seconds. So very impressive, Mark. Rutherford also had the top time in the two-mile for quite some time until Karis Brightwing's Pease of Harden uh, moved into the lead. Brightwing's Pease ran 11 minutes, 21.36 seconds, so that's about three seconds faster than Rutherford's best time, but still uh, very impressive both sides there. A couple other of the top marks uh, on girls' track and field side. Sadie Smith of Frenchtown continues to lead the way in the shot put. Uh, she was at 40 even a couple weeks ago. She's at 41 feet 8 inches now. Uh, so that's a very impressive mark. And she's out in front of any of the, the best throwers in the state of Montana. The only one to go over 40 feet in the shot put. Uh, probably, well not probably, certainly the best mark uh, in the entire state of Montana in anything right now in high school track and field, though, is Alyssa Keller out of Billings West. She threw the javelin 154 feet and 2 inches. That is the seventh best mark in the United States of America. It's leading Montana by 13 full feet, but that is the seventh best mark in the U.S. right now. Uh, so very, very impressive, the, uh, the young lady out of Billings West High School. And uh, last two to get to here, Missoula Settle's been so good at the horizontal jumps in both boys and girls track and field, but particularly girls track and field. Two of the best athletes to come out of Montana in recent years, Lauren Hagan and Ashley McElmurray. Hagan is now running track at University of Washington. McElmurray running at the University, or I guess I should say jumping both these young ladies, at Nebraska. But they have a couple of parents. Ava Killenberg and Emily McElmurray. Emily McElmurray, the third McElmurray daughter to be a standout there at Missoula Sentinel. And Emily moved into the top spot in the triple jump, 38 feet, one inch. First young lady to go over 38 feet. And, uh, Ava Kellenberg has been has been pushing for sure. Kellenberg's at 37-8, so they, the Missoula Sentinel duo, the top two marks in the triple jump. They also have a couple of the top marks in the long jump. Ava Kellenberg leads the state of Montana in the long jump, 18 feet, 6 inches. So a lot of, of really impressive marks. Now the weather's been getting nicer. Uh, a lot of athletes pushing the envelope, which is always fun to see. That's our Treasure State's Best. It's presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. We do it once a week here on Nuanas Now. Thanks to Paul's Pancake Parlor for their continued support of uh, all of our track and field high school coverage here uh, at Nuanas Now. How about some of the top athletes from around the city of Missoula that are going on to the collegiate ranks? We'll break down the list. There's almost 30 of them so far. The best of the best Missoula high school athletes on their way to the collegiate ranks. Keep it right here. Our Garden City Spotlight's next. It's ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. New on is now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. If you don't see us in studio, because we're not there, we're here live from the United States Army Recruitment Center. Just down the way from us in Missoula Broadcasting Company, just off North Reserve. They're uh, right behind Outback Steakhouse, right next to Sportsman's Warehouse. So if you want to come kick it with us, we are uh, hanging out here for the next hour or so. Uh, Two purposes here. First of all, help these guys recruit some fine soldiers to represent uh, the United States military, but also to give you an opportunity to win two pairs of tickets uh, to Kane Brown. We got uh, two pairs of tickets to Kane Brown uh, May 19th at the Adams Center. So if you want to get entered in, you got to come see us, or you got to text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888 Two, nine. It's time now for our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight 
where we highlight some of the best of the best in the world of sports here in Missoula, in the Garden City. It's probably presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op provides a 95% carbon-free footprint to their members. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. They also have a super cool um, solar share program going on over at Frenchtown Elementary School. 184 panel array dubbed uh, solar energy. It's been installed at Frenchtown Elementary already. So uh, sustainable energy to be sure. And that's a priority for Missoula Electric Co-op. We're going to highlight just some of the uh, young people from here in the city of Missoula that are taking their talents to the collegiate level. Now, uh, according to my list and according to the list that I've seen compiled on 406mtsports.com, there's 30-plus Missoula athletes that are going to college. So I don't want to necessarily go through every single one of them. I'm just going to give you some of the best of the best, uh, particularly the ones that are headed to the uh, Division I level. Uh, A young man from the uh, Missoula Hellgate Cross Country and Track and Field team that we've talked about quite a bit because he has been one of the best distance runners in America Phineas Colescott, an unforgettable name, certainly, uh, but also a, a great runner, a great distance runner, uh, sort of the, the next in line of great distance runners from Missoula Hellgate. He has officially made his college decision. He's headed to Columbia. That's right, the Columbia of the Ivy League. So very impressive uh, for him. Uh, myself and the guys uh, from the U.S. Army Recruiting Center, we were talking about uh, just the pursuits of, of college athletics, but also those that pursue athletics at one of the military academies man that's an unbelievable test the kids that go pursue it at the ivy league that's also an unbelievable test it's maybe not as duly physically challenging but you got the mental part as well and uh anybody that's doing division one sports and getting either an military academy or an ivy league education uh that's a person that you probably want to hire that's that's somebody that knows how to embrace a challenge for sure uh, some other ones, uh, some other athletes from Missoula that are going to the top level of college sports are Vertical Rays and ESPN MT Class AA Girls Basketball Player of the Year, Alex Coville. She's headed to Washington State, uh, the six foot six tower who is one of the best shot blockers in the history of the state of Montana. Uh, I think she'll fit in really well there. Cami Etheridge's system there uh, in Pullman. So pretty cool whenever you see uh, anybody from Montana high school basketball. Uh, headed to the Pac-12. Connor Dick, our ESPN MT and Vertical Rays Class AA Boys Basketball Player of the Year. He joined us on Monday to tell us about his future. He's staying home. He's going to play at the University of Montana after leading Hellgate to the Class AA State Championship this last year. So very cool for him. J.J. Dolan, a young man out of Missoula Sentinel. He was with us on the radio last week. He has taken his football talents to Montana State. Uh, some other ones from here uh, in Missoula that are going on to, to big-time opportunities. Olivia Hunsinger of Missoula Sentinel. Uh, she's headed to Central Washington. That's actually a Division II, uh, but it is a, a competitive level of basketball. The GNAC has uh, great basketball, uh, so that'll be a good fit for her. Adam Jones, another young man out of Missoula Sentinel. Like J.J. Dolan, he is also going to Montana State. I've actually been uh, texting with Adam Jones He's a great baseball player for the Missoula Mavs these last couple of years. But he has now decided uh, he's given up baseball, and he could have played baseball in college too. He had an offer from the University of Utah, but he gave up baseball so he could pursue track and field. So I was actually texting with him the other day. Adam uh, had an invite to come on the show this week, but because he's doing track, they're practicing during the time uh, that we're on the radio. So I told him, hey, man, just finish up track and field. You only got about three or four weeks left. Then you can come on the show uh, in June, but it'll be fun catching up with Adam Jones, and I can't wait to talk to him about his, his track pursuits. They got him running the 400. I don't think he likes it very much, but <laughs> it's certainly uh, going to make him better. Uh, another uh, Division One opportunity from a Missoula high school uh, athlete that I hadn't heard of, Cassidy Kurgan. She's a Missoula Sentinel senior. She's headed to Seattle U to play soccer, so that's pretty cool. Uh, really hard to get recruited in soccer and basketball out of the state of Montana. So anytime you get Division One opportunities, that's pretty uh, impressive. Uh, another one that I maybe I haven't seen reported that heavily either, Ruby Lorenz out of Missoula Sentinel. She's headed to Oregon State to run track and field. So um, anytime you're going Pac-12, uh, that's certainly big time. Um, let's see. I'm just going through my table here and uh, talking about some of the ones we maybe haven't seen. It is our Garden City Spotlight presented by... Um, 
Missoula Electric Co-op. Uh, Noelle Migliasio, I think is how you say it. She's from Missoula Big Sky. She's headed to Eastern Washington to play soccer. So uh, a couple Division One soccer recruits coming out of the city of Missoula. Izzy Moreno, young man who joined us after he won a state championship in Missoula Big Sky in wrestling. Uh, he's headed to Northern Iowa to wrestle. So uh, that'll be uh, quite a jump for him. But certainly he was a multiple-time uh, state champion. So uh, wrestlers from Montana... That's sort of the other side of the coin. Really hard to get recruited in soccer and basketball. Wrestling, if you're a state champion, especially in those middle weights, like 160 all the way up to like the 180 range, uh, you got a pretty good chance of being a Division One guy because it's really competitive wrestling in the state of Montana. Hannah Moses out of Missoula Hellgate. She's headed to the University of Montana to run track and field, so that's a great opportunity for her. Um, Tate Templeton, University of Montana uh, commit. He's out of Missoula Sentinel, one of the best offensive linemen for uh, the Spartans during this recent run of theirs. And uh, he'll get an opportunity with the Grizz. I know they're excited uh, about getting another local kid uh, on the roster. And uh, the last one, Haley Wolski of Missoula Sentinel. She's going to play softball at Grand Canyon University there uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. So we'll keep you up to date with all the comings and goings of these uh, Montana high school athletes. But those are some of the Division I bound seniors from Missoula High Schools, our Garden City Spotlight, presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op provides a 95% carbon-free footprint to each and every one of their members. We are coming to you live from the United States Army Recruitment Office here in Missoula. Coming out with us, we'll be down here until 6 p.m. We got two pairs of tickets to Kane Brown live at the Adams Center on May 19th. So if you come down here, you can get entered in for that. We also got an opportunity for you to enter in via text. But I will tell you, it's going to be worth your while to actually come down here because we're going to put a higher priority on the names we draw out of the box than the ones we picked off the text thread. But if you want to enter, come here, Out North Reserve, or text us, 406-888-1029. You can get entered in for, uh, we have two pairs of tickets to Kane uh, Brown live at the Adams Center on May 19th. So that's two weeks and a day uh, from today as we sit here today on May 4th. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports Plus, a whole bunch of NFL talk. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 